630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Heard that clip from Mike Smith in our newscast. Mike Smith, after battling the flu, is the expected starter tomorrow when the Oilers host the Arizona Coyotes. Three and a half minutes into the second quarter, Monday Night Football, Chicago leading Washington 7-0. A defensive touchdown by Ha-Ha Clinton Dix. The only score in that game. That has to be a top five sports name all time. Ha-Ha Clinton Dix. Inside Sports on 6.30, Chad. I, I, I want to get this in because this is uh, a really important. And uh, we are starting to think, well, we think about it year-round here. 6.30, Chad, Santa's Anonymous, starting to ramp up. The 36th annual Edmonton Toy Run goes this Sunday. It's for motorcycle enthusiasts. They've made this ride one of the largest for the annual Santa's campaign. It's uh, starting, well, here's the thing. It departs at 11 a.m. on Sunday from Capilano Mall, but you're, you're welcome to start gathering as early as 9.30. Then the donations are going to be collected at the end of the ride at the Horlick Park Amphitheater starting at approximately 12.30. And we're looking to fill a 53-foot trailer with new toys for 6.30 Ched Santa's Anonymous. 36th annual, uh, over 2,000 motorcyclists including passengers are expected to take part in this year's ride no cost to attend you just ask to bring a new unwrapped toy or make a cash donation to santa's anonymous and if you want to get more edmontontoyrun.org edmontontoyrun.org we would absolutely love it if uh, you could help out so many of you thousands of you have do and will again with Santa's Anonymous every year we really appreciate it you can text 63630 our phone number is 780-496-0063 some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken they bring down south comfort food to Edmonton with their creative take on southern classics spun with a modern twist check them out online northchickenyeg.com Dot com. All right, so Saturday afternoon turned out to be a beautiful day. I, I went to the U of A Golden Bears football game at Foot Field, taking on the Saskatchewan Huskies, and it turned into another thriller for the Golden Bears. Here's what's happened for the Bears this season. They have a 10-point loss to Calgary in which they were down three on the final play and got intercepted for a touchdown. They beat Regina by a point. They beat Manitoba by three. They beat Saskatchewan by two. They're three and one. They're actually minus four point differential because their games have been so close. But good for the Golden Bears. First three-game winning streak since 2009. They should be nationally ranked when the new rankings come out. That'll be the first time that's happened since 2010. And they will play at UBC on Saturday. UBC winless. So hopefully a chance for another victory there to get to 4-1. I shouldn't get too ahead of myself. But this this was an exciting game for the Golden Bears. Uh, lots of good plays both ways. Good field position battle. The Bears were down late. They had a third and eight. And they got a 32-yard gain to stay alive. That led to the game-winning field goal. Kicked by a freshman kicker from Calgary. 
Jonathan Justini. He went three for five on the day. His two misses were from 17 and 30 yards. So he had missed a couple of close ones, and then he makes a 45-yarder into the wind with 46 seconds left to give the Bears the win. And I, and I talked to him after the game if he was thinking about those two earlier misses. I forget about it next play. So try every play is a new play and just reload, stay focused. The kid's great, right? He, can't, he You know, even for to, to miss those two field goals early and then to come back and hit that one, I don't think anybody really had any doubt about it. He's just he's just a very strong tough kid so it was great for him to make that play for us and great for the kids to knuckle down and get us in that position to make that play so they're a good group of kids man I'm telling you since the beginning it's there's something about them that's just a little bit different head coach Chris Morris really likes the grit of this year's team and uh, I mean it's a if you don't follow Canada West football it is a six-team league and the top four make the playoffs so usually three wins will get you in at least fourth and uh Alberta's already there and, and certainly if they beat UBC on Saturday and get to 4-1, and one, they will be in the postseason. It's just a matter of where they're going to finish. It's a good conference. You know, There's, the, you're not going to blow people out in Canada West. It just doesn't usually happen. So we've been in every game. We've been right down the wire. There's only one where we didn't make it happen. So we're, we're very happy with where we are right now. The biggest thing now is that now we got next week, right? So next week's the next important thing and the only important thing for us. So if we can, if we can maintain that mentality, I think we're going to be fine. Are you, are you allowing yourself at all to think big picture about being three and one, about being the, you know, on the on the inside to nail down a playoff spot? Given some of the tough seasons you've had in the past, do you allow yourself to think about that big picture? Yeah, you know, I think that's when you get in trouble. When we were two and zero oh, four years ago, right? And everybody was like, "Oh man, you've arrived," and all that sort of stuff. And then we proceeded to get the snot kicked out of us for the next six weeks, right? So, it really nothing matters except for the next moment we have to prepare for our next opponent, and that's really the only thing we can do right now. All that other stuff, everything we've done so far, really doesn't have any impact on anything, right? It's, it makes everybody feel good, but if you feel too good about it, what it does is it hurts you, right? So these guys are going to enjoy the night. I guarantee you that. And we're all going to enjoy this moment. But, you know, the key for us, if we want to keep going, is just worry about the next moment that's coming, which is UBC, who are very, again, another good opponent. All right, head coach Chris Morris of the 3-1 and U of A Golden Bears. Pretty good story. He's put a lot of work into that program. He's taken a lot of heat for how long it's taken to the, for them to apparently show any improvement. Well, I think they have been gradually improving all the time. They have a pretty good recruiting class coming in for next season. Already a lot of top guys snagged from around the country. Hopefully this is the start of something special for the U of A. I, I don't know where they're going to wind up this year, but already three wins out of their belt. All dramatic games, they're getting it done in the tense moments. And and they're in those tense moments. Previous years, they weren't they weren't losing a lot of close games. They were they were getting beat pretty handily. So they have taken a step forward for sure. Yesterday I went to West Edmonton Mall and no not to buy slippers. Went and saw the FIBA 3X3 event. The final played against Canada and the United States also ended 1970 by 1917 with uh, Canada beating the USA in the final. And of course, Edmonton's Plouffe sisters on Team Canada. Two of the four players uh, playing in the game. Boy, Kellen finally got to see this live. Mm-hmm. Ten-minute games. The clock does stop for out of bounds and things like that. Ten-minute games. And it, it it is fast and furious. Not like the movie. It's a 12-second shot clock. So, for example, if Canada scored, then the United States grabs the ball, the clock, the shot clock starts running already. So they got to get it out into check outside the three-point point line and then come in and attack. It, it's back and forth. Uh, a basket is worth one. 
a th- what would be a three-point shot in a re- regular game is worth two. There are foul shots. If you're fouled in the act of shooting, you get one shot, and it's worth a point. So that can be really costly. Canada built up a pretty good lead in this one. They were up 10-4 early. They were actually up 19-15, and the, and the U.S. made a, a two-point shot at the buzzer. So Canada was in control. The Ploofs played great and they were excited to win in their hometown. Oh, it's huge. Um, just to see the fans out and how into our game they were, it was it was really cool to be able to play in front of them, to give them like a show. So just, just show what our team's been all about since the beginning of the summer. We're tough, we're gritty, and we play hard together. So I think we showed that. Even to just have people see 3x3 basketball here and to have family come and support us and people from Edmonton see what we're doing here, uh, it's been super special. Hopefully we can continue the momentum in what we're doing and yeah, got the dub. So it's to cap off the summer like this was amazing. I don't know if you could hear the edit in there, Kellen, but that was both Michelle and Catherine. Of course, they are twins. <laughs> if uh, people are, are new to the Ploofs, who've been on this show several times over the years, uh, both of them speaking there. Now, here's the great thing. They're, they're going to end the 3x3 season, ranked number two in the world. But they won four of their last five events. We have a great team chemistry, and I think it really shows on the floor. We, we play for each other, and we leave everything out there every time. So I think that we've learned how to play 3x3. It's not something you pick up overnight, obviously. Um, it's difficult to jump right into. That was us at the beginning of the summer in June, but I think we've really learned it. We know how to adapt in-game, and I think that's really helped us progress. We have a lot of good teammates first and foremost like great character girls and people who will play for the team and uh, that's so important in what in how we've built our team um, because we're not able to train together all the time we have our own things and we're coming together for each tournament so um, just the chemistry we built while we've been playing together it's working and yeah we've got some high IQ players so that helps when we can't train together all the time Great to see the Ploofs win, and uh, they're getting back to work. Now they're going to go back to Europe and join their pro team. So busy times for them. They, they, well, they traveled all over Europe playing 3x3 as well, uh, but they get the win in their home city. And by the way, if you want to check out the 3x3, now it's the men's tournament coming up this Saturday and Sunday, also at the Ice Palace West Edmonton Mall. Also over the weekend, as we activate the mic of my good buddy and colleague and studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. It is on. WWE Abomination took over Rogers <laughs> Place. Is that what the event was called? <laughs> I thought make it sound worse than it was. W, what was it called? WWE Live. Oh. Well, Abomination's <laughs> a much more interesting name. Maybe That's why we're running the slaw. We'll have all the good ideas. I, I How, thought it was okay. Just <laughs> okay? Know, it was a great show. It was, it was awesome. Uh, a, a solid, uh, I would say, two and a half, three hours of my time on a Saturday night. Great crowd. Uh, the lower bowl at Rogers was completely packed with uh, yelling and screaming wrestling fans, so it was great. And what was the main event? Did it disappoint or not disappoint? Uh, Bray Wyatt got disqualified after refusing to... Typical uh, Bray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, refusing to break the uh, the ropes on a uh, five count. So uh, Bray's kind of got an alter ego happening where it's Bray Wyatt or it's The Fiend. And so we saw The, the Fiend kind of unleashed uh, on Seth, Ra- Seth Rollins on uh, Saturday night. All right. So Lacey Evans... Ah, this gets yes. pulled over for speeding. So uh-huh. what's the latest now? The ticket was legitimate. Yes, she actually was speeding, but then she asked the officer to come Can back I do and do something in character. Yep, 
as Lacey Evans. So what's the thing? She thinks everything is nasty? That's, uh, her, that's her insult word? Her character is that of a kind of real housewives of... Atlanta slash sassy Southern Belle. Yeah, another show I haven't, I haven't watched. You know, well, just, you know, kind of the aristocratic uh, Southern Belle type, right? All right. Holier than thou, right? So. Oh, so how dare somebody pull yeah, over? That's right. Exactly. So that was done yeah. as a joke. And then she had to put out sort of, not really an apology, but it, people really needed this being explained to them. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been a crazy 24 hours it's on my Twitter, we've dude. It's that point. You can't, just, you can't just sometimes do something that should be obviously be goofy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just anyway, so that's Lacey Evans, and is she a, a high profile wrestler? Uh, she's on her way to be. Uh, I think actually this incident over the weekend here will probably that, put her in the forefront amazing. a little this bit. This is gonna yeah. this is gonna help her star rise a little. A little bit, bit. yeah, yeah. All I right. would say so. All right. Well, I'm glad you got to go. What's next up on the wrestling calendar? Oh, man. Well, What's next the one up? in January? Survivor Series? Uh, well, Survivor Series, yes, yeah, in November. I guess that would be yeah, it. I mean. Actually, the next thing coming up will be the debut of All Elite Wrestling on October 2nd uh, on some station here in Canada. They haven't signed yet, but uh, I'm sure we'll get an announcement about that probably in the next few days or so. All right. Well, you are the most knowledgeable wrestling fan that I know. Thank you. Take that for what it's worth. <laughs> now 14 nothing for the Bears in Washington on Monday Night Football. Hi, this is Greg Ellingson of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Shed. said before um, you know talking to him the last couple days he seems to be feeling better but ultimately the biggest test will be him throwing again and we're not going to have to do that for another day so um, you know another day or two and uh, you know the moment he's deciding that he can throw it the way he needs to to be successful or to to feel good in the game then he'll be playing but not a moment too soon from that Head coach Jason Moss about quarterback Trevor Harris earlier today. Moss live with Morley coming up in about nine minutes here on 630 Chet. NHL preseason action tonight. All these games in the third period. Canadians trailing the Maple Leafs 3-0. Flyers up 3-2 on the Bruins. Red Wings and Islanders tied 2-2. Later, Senators and Canucks. Ducks play the Kings. Tomorrow, Oilers' final home game of the preseason. 7 o'clock. Start time at Rogers Place, 5.30 broadcast time here on 6.30, Jed, as they take on the Arizona Coyotes. Morley Scott in studio, who's uh, getting ready for a road trip. Eskimos playing in Ottawa. Actually, I think we got a doubleheader Saturday. On yeah, we do. Yes, indeed. Uh, football Oilers, in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, Oilers, Oilers final then Eskimos. No, Eskimos, then Oilers. Right? Eskimos uh, first as they, they uh, go to Ottawa. I mean, two teams uh, really struggling are going to go head-to-head. But a uh, wild one on, on Friday yeah. turned out to be... It was a f- fun second half yep. for Eskimos fans until the last. Yeah, I'll tell you what, halftime was pretty good too. Yeah, uh, it was good. I got a, I played Ricky's speech. A fabulous speech. I mean, he hit all the high notes. Yeah. He hit all the high notes. He was great. Got choked up a little bit too, which was uh, kind of shows you. And, and I, I will take that. Like, it's the second time he's been honored this year by a CFL team. Second yep. time the Ticats have ruined the party because they crushed Toronto too in oh, week one. Oh, that was the 62-7 yeah, or really whatever it was. Yeah, destroyed them in week one. Uh, but I don't remember him. I think he was just wearing a white t-shirt in Toronto. He didn't put the uh, he didn't put the Argos jersey on. So it was great. It was, oh, that was the coolest thing to see him in green and gold. And he stopped by the booth at the end of the game and, and uh, spent the, that last drive as the Eskimos were dr- driving down to get the, the game tying field goal at the time. He spent in the booth with us. So it was kind of cool to get his perspective on everything. And yeah, yeah, that was, that was it got better after that. 
that too because the Eskimos came back and played much better. But that's one thing I'll talk to the coach about tonight is walking the fine line about all the good things you did in the second half and yeah. how you battled back, but still your four straight loss. Yeah, right? and Kilgore, you know, I was talking to Blake. I mean, it, I mean, on one hand, I want to say, well, he's a pro and he's a quarterback, so the expectations are the same. But by the same token, I, I think you have to temper it because of the situation. Yeah, and I mean, but. He gave him a chance to win. Gave That's him a my chance belief. to win. The one thing I know, and again, I was kind of watching the hockey game with one eye and the football game with one eye. I thought there were some of the throws that really required a lot of timing. That he was just, a, I mean, he had, a, I think, a pick that way mm-hmm. and a couple knockdowns where I thought, oh, Harris probably already would would have delivered. I mean, TSN picked uh, was it thirty seven Williams, the player of the game. Yeah, he had a great game. He, he did have. He, a, he was a good I game. still didn't think. I wasn't sure he picked that one off in the first quarter. I thought the nose I thought of the, the tip of the ball. The that's I complain about that a little bit, and uh, that pass to Daniels that they didn't allow right at the three yard line. I thought I didn't get a good look yeah, at that one, that, but yeah, that was I, hard I, to I tell, had a couple but. people there saying they, they thought he caught that. All right, Jason's coming in. Yep. Studio. All right, thanks for stopping by, Marley. You bet. All right, Inside Sports on six thirty. Chad, I'll join you from the rink tomorrow at five thirty for the face-off show. Twenty-one nothing now. Chicago leading Washington. Five and a half minutes left in the first half of. Monday Night Football. Dave Campbell is the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, the studio producer. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the coaching show next. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.